you know, sometimes it can be hard to be confident and enjoy our ABDL side to the fullest. Whether it's accepting your kinky self or learning to let go into your diapers, there is a solution for you. Try a little hypnosis. Hypnotherapy can help you achieve your goals, and my friends at A Little Hypnosis want to help. Just for New Zealand listeners, they are offering $10 off your next session. So whether you're a big, middle, or small, A Little Hypnosis can help you all. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for a soggy diaper, a big old binky, and this community. This week in Newsy's Nook, are you proud of your diapers? Do you have a passionate desire to diaper up after a long day or tell a friend that you're into this kink? This week, I'm honored to bring in Baby Fufu into the nook to talk about being passionate about diapers and letting go of shame. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Baby Fufu, for coming to News' Nook. It only took us three years to get here. Only three years, but it's worth it. It's time. Like, let's do it. Before we get into like the nitty gritty of it all, I want to know where did Baby Fufu come from? Okay, I think I've told this story. I had like a YouTube channel which I still technically have, but I don't really upload. And we're not getting into that because it's just really it's hard to do content on there because I'm the only thing about editing. So Baby Fufu came when I was a child. I used to my family told me I would go around singing Little Bunny Fufu. Do you know that song? Little bunny foo-foo hopping through the oh, forest. Oh, yeah, kind of. It's I kind used of. to sing that for whatever reason when I was a kid, and so the nickname Foo-Foo got like, put upon me. And then my mom started calling me Foo-Baby. And then when I was like, you know, of course all my family would call me Foo-Baby or whatever growing up. And then when I'm trying to think of like a Twitter handle for ABDL stuff, it was like... Baby Foo-Foo. Baby Foo-Foo. Yeah, it's just Aww. easy. So. <laughs> Does that mean you like the bunny hop diapers more? No, I, I, they're okay. Like, where do you align in the whole scheme of of diaper styles? Where where do you fall in all that? Uh, you mean like brands? Or you just mean like like are you more like I like my pink diaper, or are you oh, like okay. I like my white diaper, or are you like, more like I like my space diaper? First of all, like I'm just gonna they can't see this. They I'm can't rocking, see it. I'm rocking the new tidy whiteies from Tiny yeah, Holes. So yeah. clearly, I'll no, you can white. keep your pants off. It's okay. all right. I didn't know if you wanted. Here, to I'll join you. <laughs> I was like. We're just here in this hotel room. We can take our pants off and hang out in diapers. Um, right, we could be naked. But I, I just, isn't close I, enough. I do like Mega Max. Yeah, he's wearing a Mega Max for all of you. For all of you that can't home see. listeners. So I vibe with white diapers because when I was growing up, that's kind of what you know we were put into. There wasn't as many prints because I'm like 43 years old, and so I was a baby, an actual baby. Yeah, 1980 through like. 83 so white just does it for you white just does it for me but dude i love all the prints like obviously i love peekaboos i love a lot of tykeables stuff i think overall if i had to weigh in personally i think tykeables is probably my favorite right now and you know how that you know you can vacillate back and forth between like brands yeah it's like political parties as soon as you say your allegiance to one you're like oh okay, you're and the moment a new diaper comes you're... out it's like oh i gotta try it so it's I don't know. I just, uh, I think that white is always going to hold a special place in my heart, but I do love a lot of the prints they have coming out. I think they're adorable. Uh, and usually, dude, I think like most ABDLs, when I look at my diaper closet, it's very mood-based, like how you're feeling in the moment. You know you're going to put on a diaper. Like half this kink is mood-based. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I open it up and I'm like, I'm feeling blue today or whatever. I'm feeling pink or whatever. So I don't really put thought into it long term, but I dude, I love, I love white. That's my ultimate... Diaper, diaper. I didn't get that. Could you try again? That was Siri. Sorry. Siri's like, you want to wear what? <laughs> yeah. Order diapers. <laughs> All right. So like once you pick your mood diaper, is the next thing always a onesie or is a onesie a mood thing too? Dude, my, I, re- I love onesies for sure. Uh, but in general, my favorite look is what we're doing now, like kind of t-shirt and diaper in the sense of, but if it's like, if I'm in the, like the ABDL space, it, it needs to be like a cute print, right? It can't just be like, I'm wearing like a Spider-Man hoodie. Although that would kind of work. Uh, it is some, kind of cute. I mean, he came in a spider hoodie in red shoes and yeah. blue shorts. I mean, this, there was some thought behind this. <laughs> you were like, I'm going to look cute today. Like, 
I tend to match colors a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm gay, so we kind of have to keep it a little on point, <laughs> even if we're on a Sunday. So no, my uh, my t-shirt and diaper look is definitely my favorite ABDL with like the pacifier clip look. Although footy pajamas now, it's footy pajama weather. Love that. And then summer's onesies for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have it all. I mean, I like them all. You can never have enough of any ABDL clothing. Yeah. Like, And I actually miss some of the stuff they used to make. Remember that company... I think it was called Jumpin' Jammers. Did you ever... Okay, no. they, they were making footy pajamas like way back in the day. And I don't even know if they were like an ABDL company. I just, they just made... I remember ordering some from them and just being like... That was my first set of adult-sized footy pajamas. And I have no idea where they are now. Like, at all. So that's like the one interesting thing, it, at least to me, is so like... I don't know why, but lately I just love kind of like muscle tanks and yeah. diaper look. I do that a lot. This wasn't made for a diaper person, right? But like, it's it's that like cross intersection. I also have, um, like this overall type onesie thing, like like pin, like clips at the top. Yeah, clips okay. at the top, but it's like really soft. Not made by an Abledale company. Just made by like they're called Swolverols. Swolverols. Yeah, and they're okay, so I have to check that out. and they're so soft. Yeah. And I want to message this person so badly, be like, hey. There's a whole there's a whole community of people that will buy, that your, will stuff. buy your stuff. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Get you some free stuff. You don't know them yet, but they know you. But they know you. That's cute. Yeah, I love the the uh, muscle. Actually, I'm wearing the same thing under this. It's funny. Like, I mean, it's Palm Springs. It's usually warm here almost year round. Like at least in the afternoon. So most of my clothes, if I'm hanging out in a diaper, like, and it's just DL time or whatever. It's, I'm wearing basically what you're wearing around the house. Like, I mean, that's just the look. Um, Where do you fall on the AB spectrum to DL spectrum? Definitely both, uh, for sure. I would say like 90% of the time I'm in a diaper, I'm not like on the floor playing with blocks or doing anything like regressing related. Uh, Even though I may be dressed like in a once ear footy pajamas and a diaper, the whole look, like, I'm usually just playing video games or watching TV. I'm not... I don't regress that much. I have been babysat several times by people that were really good at getting in that headspace. Uh-huh. And that is awesome. And I highly recommend it with someone that knows what they're doing. And, like, if you're trying to go to, you know, grinder or Scruff or something like that to find that, it's going to be harder because you're going to have to educate the person. And you just it's kind of luck of the draw if they even know at all how to do that. Right. So... Find somebody, hopefully, in the community that can do that for you, and that's going to be so your best trust. Best. Yes, a little bit that knows what they're doing, and like you're gonna, if you haven't done that, that's like a true wonderful thing to do. And I think in the ABDL side of things, like or at least the AB side of things, trust is a very key component to that because if you trust the caregiver in that scenario, you're really going to be able to regress and truly experience that. And I used to tell people all the time, I think that most people, therapeutically, like wise, could really you know, life is stressful and adults could use some regression and relaxation if they just, if they're open-minded to the, I'm not saying they have to be diapered or whatever, but just to be cared for in that nature and just kind of allow like all the responsibilities to go away. Um, it can be a really powerful thing. For yeah. Sure. It could be a form of self-care. I mean, diaper yes. time for me is a form of self-care. I think so too. I think for a lot of us it is like it really is. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm both AB and DL, but like I, you know, I don't want to say I lean more towards DL side because in my mind, like all my fun fantasies with stuff is like regarding like adult baby style uh-huh. type fantasies. Um, but I guess it's more of an approach of like having like an adult mindset, but being able to choose when you want to partake in that side of it. And I don't feel like just because I'm wearing a diaper and footy pajamas to stay warm that I have to, you know talk like a two-year-old or three-year-old like i can kind of still you know yeah so. you've like incorporated it into yeah. your life where yeah. you both you know gives you gives you what you need on one end of the stick which is that horny funny fantasy and then yeah. on the other side you also get like the lifestyle like i can just sit down and play video games yeah and on the dl side of things like i always say this to people and i try to when i try to get especially younger abdls to understand like it's not Diapers aren't that serious. Don't be so, like, ashamed of it, which is a whole process, and we'll get into that. 
like on the DL side of things, dude, more adults wear diapers than babies. I know we look at it like we infantilize it because of that side of things, Mm -hmm. but there's more adults than babies in the world and more adults because of an aging population actually have to wear diapers. And of course, our community is made up of adults who wear diapers. So whenever you approach someone, they, they, if you're telling someone about your DL side, one of your vanilla friends, if we'll use that terminology, mm-hmm. like that's one of the things that I utilize is like, hey, it's not that strange. Like more people are wearing them than you realize. Like if you go to any Walmart, Target, drugstore, there's a whole aisle dedicated to it. Those are trash diapers as we right. all know. But it's, Gateway diapers, so it, to speak, sometimes. Exactly, exactly. So I just look at it from that perspective. If you're just a DL, just enjoy them. For what they are, dude, they're so practical. And there's, I will not go to a movie. Same. If I'm not wearing a diaper, I will not get in a car or plant. Like it's so. It's like I made a, a tweet about it a long time ago. It's kind of like a superpower. Like we could both just go to the. We don't have to pause the podcast. We can go to the bathroom right now. What do you think I've been doing this whole time? <laughs> I was like, I'm drinking all this water. Like, oh yeah, I got you water. If you want some. Oh, thank you. I'm good. I, brought, I always bring my little container. So yeah, I'm both ABDL and I support every you know, layer of that for each individual. So it's awesome. Was that, but that, so it's, it's always easier to say that than, for sure. than to like live it out. Was that a process for you oh, to yeah. learn? Like, this is just an object and a superpower. Yeah. What, I mean, what did you have, what in your journey, yeah. what, what did you start off with and how did you, how did we, how did we get here? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, it's a process for everyone. One of my favorite teachers in my life explained to me how life is a process, how your mind is a process. When I was very young, I was in seminary, I was a minister, right? And like growing up, you know, before Twitter, before social media, before really, I didn't have internet access until I was like 16 years old. So like it's, it's a completely different process from what younger generation is growing up with today. And I wish I had all the tools that we have to meet and connect. Podcasts, it's, web articles. Exactly. Something like this would have been, like if I was 19 years old, 20 years old, and listening to this, like mind-blowing, right? Just uh-huh. because, and plus Twitter, you just see, it's I use Twitter, everywhere. like or X or whatever we're calling it. Um, so yeah, man, like that's, my process for me was, just like most ABDLs, you're kind of shameful of when you're younger, trying to figure it out. I remember being like three years old, five and up, I was about four or five years old. My mom dropped me off at my, this babysitter's house. And I remember, like, she put me in a diaper, and I didn't need to wear them. And I remember, like, the first time in my life, I don't need these, but she's making me wear them. And then I remember being just, like, really attracted to them, like, from, like, that point on, right? So it was something that was just obvious, like, most of us early on in, like, my life. But the process of getting to where I am today, where I'm confident about it, that's an individual journey that everybody has to make. I I try to give people tips and pointers, but dude, your life is so hard and difficult when you're in your 20s and your 30s and there's so much going on, there's so much to process. My advice to people to get to where you're comfortable with who you are is to first and foremost, like remove the shame element of diapers or your love for whatever is unique Uh or different about you and learn to like celebrate that and embrace it and like turn that sort of like perceived weakness into your strength. And that gives you your superpower. That gives you your confidence, your ability to just like kind of own and accept it. Because at the end of the day, man, like life is, it's just self-actualization. Like it's a journey of self-discovery and learning and bettering yourself and like helping your community and your fellow man. That's what, to me, the meaning of life, right? So the more you take something about yourself and suppress it, you know, hide it, shame it, throw your diapers away, that whole process, the more you do that, like you're just kind of denying one of the best parts about yourself and the more you nurture it and love it, then dude, like it actually becomes something beautiful that you can enjoy and that you become passionate about it. And that you just like, you look forward, like you truly can look forward to the end of the day. Like, dude, when this job's over, I get home or whatever, whatever your routine is for getting diapered, like, oh, I get excited about it. You know, like it's, it's is, a process though. Is that how you started it? Did you start making the time where you got to diaper up more of a, like oh, yeah, an dude. event? Is that like one way that you kind of start releasing the shame, you start making the act of diapering Yeah, up. you just, like anything, the more you practice it and get in the habits or routines of doing it, the more comfortable you get with it. But I don't know, it's, you know, self-confidence and the process of growing as a person, it's such an individualistic thing. You just kind of have to go through things. And, you know, I was not this confident about this when I was in my 20s, you know, or even in my early 30s. But as you get older, you, you know, start to realize those things. I know it's like, 
it's hard to say now, but looking back on it, you just have to kind of put the work into yourself to own like the things and, and just realize that like, dude, it's not that taboo anymore. It's not that weird. It's not that strange. Like, you know, however you want to, I guess the word is rationalize your love or need for it. Like, just do that and enjoy it. Like, it's not that serious. It's at the end of the day, it's technically underwear. Like, mm-hmm. who gives a shit if I can cuss on the podcast? Go like, ahead. Like, <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Well, that's why they always say like, you know, people are always worried about like, oh, like public exposure and all that. And I, and I believe there was one phrase that I heard. And they're like, anywhere where you can wear underwear, you can get away with a diaper. And I truly believe that because it, it's kind of like what you brought up in the beginning, right? If you walk down the diaper aisle at your grocery store, it's basically incontinent underwear. Yeah, dude, everything in life is like, especially if it falls into a, whether it's kink or just like, if it's an incontinence garment for medical reasons, whatever, like everything is taboo until it's not, until it's, you know, until there's awareness and exposure. And if you just look at things like in a kink space, whether it's harness or leather or whips or just anything in the fetish kink space, right? Like it's taboo until it's, there's a good awareness of it. And then like, because our community is gain so much awareness it's no longer as taboo which you know is a good thing exposure is a good thing knowledge is a good thing and i think one of the best things that young any abdl can do is arm yourself with like the confidence when someone asks you or they find your diaper stash however the subject gets broached right Mm -hmm. be confident about it say yeah i like them so what like you know it feels good it's comfortable it's practical whatever reasons you need to get them to understand like help you know tell them that but at the end of the day it doesn't matter if they don't like it or not like you're not life isn't right who is this person just some i don't know you mean random person it could be anybody quite frankly like whether it could be a family member a friend it doesn't matter who the person is like if the person truly cares about you and loves you and you're sitting down and you're having an open honest discussion and they find your diapers or whatever like you should be you shouldn't be ashamed of, how do I say this? You don't need their approval. It does Going through life trying to seek the approval of people and like filter it through this space of kink and fetish, it, you're going to lose that battle unless you're confident about and, and just truly know what you love in life. And you're, I'm not ashamed, just like I'm not ashamed that I love men, right? Like I'm not ashamed that I love diapers. Why would I be that? Like I enjoy that. I'm passionate about that. Like, just like I've, I love key lime pie. That's my favorite thing on the planet. I love it, you know, and like, maybe that's not for everybody, uh-huh. but I can eat a whole key lime pie right now in one sitting because I love it. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad because I like key lime pie. No, dude, it's delicious. If you like wearing diapers, it's delicious to you. So just enjoy it. Like, why not? <laughs> you know, that's my philosophy on it. I don't know. I like it, and I it it, it it permeates between all the levels, right? Like it, it, from for you, it's as simple as the same energy of I love key lime pie is the same energy you need to have about I love my diapers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and I I think that you know what your podcast does and reaching out to people and just you know because Twitter and social media is always you know used to be like 120 characters or whatever. It's very just short bursts of information. These long format things that you do and talking to people in the community and just. I'll sit there and listen to him while I'm just kind of walking, like doing cardio. And it's so good to just hear long format content and just about how, about how different ABDLs approach their kink and fetish or, you know, even if it's not a kink and fetish for them, some people just like the feeling or whatever. Like it's always so interesting and comforting to hear other stories of people because it just gives you that little bit of confidence. Because growing up, dude, I thought I was alone, right? There's like, I lived in the country in East Texas and I like wearing diapers and it's like, there's no internet for me to, there wasn't, it didn't even exist. So it's like, I just felt so isolated, right? Did you ever tell anyone when you lived uh, in those isolated areas? No, dude. I, I, that was like the secretest. You know, I was an athlete and I was just so butch, as they call it or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I would never, like the thought of sharing that with anybody is like, that was like the most closeted, darkest secret, even above like liking guys or whatever. You know, like that was like... Because liking guys is one thing, but liking to wear diapers. Back in like nineteen, like ninety two or whatever, that's like a whole another level, right? But that's how much society's changed, and that's part of like the exposure. What your podcast does, what Twitter does, what Facebook does, what social media does, and what like the connecting of these communities does is like it just it takes away that feeling of isolation. It gives a person self. You give people self confidence, and it makes people a little more brave to be like, "Hey, this is me." I'm going to do me and I'm going to be an individual. I'm going to be proud of who I am and I'm not going to run and be like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy diapers anymore and throw them away because, you know, person X doesn't like it or whatever. It's like, no, you live your life on your terms 
obviously if it's consensual and all those kind of things, throw those in too. But like, that's just how kind of, that's how I stand on it. And I want to make it clear, like, this is just my opinion and my philosophies. I don't think you should, anybody should do anything based on what I say. Formulate your own opinions, do your own thing. You know, I don't recommend that anybody show their face on Twitter or like, you know, just walk around in a diaper in front of their family without some sort of like conversation first. Like you do you, like you know, like your life better than anyone. So just make all your decisions through that filter. Yeah, you do you the best you can do you. Absolutely, yeah. Who was the first person you told that wasn't an Navy deal that you liked diapers? God, that's a good question. Because it goes way, that's like going like 20-something years back. It's probably, okay, so there was like the Diaper Pale Friends website was one of the first ones. So out, I mean, outside of like the space of the community, mm-hmm. it's probably somebody on some like Silver Daddies or Grinder or something like that where you're just kind of, you know, striking up a conversation. But the person that I personally know, it probably one of my, it may have been my current partner actually. Yeah, do you remember the first time you told your partner? Yeah, and it was through an email because we were kind of taking time apart, and I was living in Philadelphia, and he was back in Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, and he already kind of knew a little bit about it, and it's, you know, it's a very, it's easier to type something out than it is to just confess it in front of someone, right? It's just because you can think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, my partner, his coming <laughs> out to his mom, his coming out was a letter to her and emailed it to her. Yeah. Because that was like his way, like, I couldn't do it in person, so I'm just going to email it. That's that, okay, too. That's, it's okay, too. Yeah. However, it backfired. Why? She drove to the school and got him out of school. Really? He, he sent it while he was like... He sent it while he was in school yeah. because in his, head, in his head, it was like, oh, I'll see her after school. Right. And Not, she's like, no, we're talking about this now. No, we're talking about this now. And <laughs> we're like, going to settle this homosexuality thing right We're going to do it right now. Anyway, okay, back to you. So you emailed your partner that you were ABDL. Yeah, and he, he told me that he knew because, you know... I guess he found something or something and who knows, right? Like I, I, that's been so long ago now, but you know, there's always like the first person you're going to tell. And like that first like barrier of like, you're sweating, you're nervous, right? There's always going to be those feelings and emotions because ultimately the fear isn't like, it's, it's the fear of rejection that you're experiencing. Like, what are they going to think about me? And that's what so much rules human beings in life is this fear of rejection. That's what keeps us from truly expressing ourselves and being who we are. It's this fear of like, oh, such and such is not going to like me. And I think for me personally, once I realize that I know who I am, like I'm very confident and sure I love myself, I don't give a poop if Brad, who I've never met, doesn't like because doesn't like my kink or whatever. I just, I don't care. I don't even know you, right? It's like, why do I, if this person doesn't truly know me, then why do I really want to put a lot of thought into how they feel about me? Because they don't know me. Uh, and most of the people my, that, that I didn't know about this fetish in my personal life or whatever, they don't care. Like they think it's hot or they think it, they've heard of it or, you know, it's not like, even if it's not their thing, they still like support it. They're not going to say anything like yeah. negative because they're your friends. They're people that actually care about you. Well, let's go into that for a second. Cause I know you've put in one of your videos that you've actually diapered mm-hmm. friends who aren't into it. Yeah. What is their reaction when you, when you diaper people that this is like their first time experiencing or like have heard yeah, about yeah. it and then you're yeah. like, I'm going to put one yeah. in you yeah. or I'm going to put one on you and you're like, oh, okay. So, okay, just to be clear, there's not like, I don't have like hundreds of people. That no, you just diapered. haven't diapered but all of Paul Springs? They, not yet. <laughs> it's a goal. Uh, there's probably at least at least 10 people that I can think of that were not, not ABDL or they fall into the space of they've never tried it or even heard of it. Uh-huh. So every single person, and this is, you know, truth, every single person that I've ever done it to or put it on that allowed that to happen, right? Like, if they don't enjoy it, like, they immediately get it, though. They totally get it. Like, especially because my requirement is like, okay, if we do this, like, you have to at least wet it. Like, you can't just wear it. Like, I I just want you to know what it feels like. And as soon as most, because it's all guys, right? Like, it just feels good, dude. It does. Like, it's a, it, mo- it doesn't feel like what they think it's going to feel like. And I tell people, it's like a warm hug. It's not like you're just... It just feels warm down there, right? The oh, initial yeah. feeling of like the release. It's not like you're just wet. It just it just feels warm, and then it just feels comforting. And the diaper is designed to pull it away from your skin. So now you just got this little nice <laughs> hot little, box, right? Like nice little warm and center down there. So it, it it feels really good, and it's obviously the pleasure center for human beings. That's why I'm thankful that diaper goes, you know, on <laughs> your dick. Um, so they all love it, man. Like, you know, it may not become their thing, but they at least can identify 
like, and I'll just be real. Like, I don't really understand like harnesses. Like, that's not my thing, right? Okay. The first time I put on a harness, I immediately got it. I was like, oh, okay. This oh. looks, this aesthetically looks dope. Like, and I it's totally, functional. it's functional. Like, I, you know, you start to put, you just have an open mind about it. And most of the people that I would, you know, be in that situation with are going to be pretty open minded people and they'll try it. So, most people like it, especially on a DL level. Like, you know, obviously it's going to be a lot harder to find people that are going to let you truly baby them and, like, go that. And I've done a couple of people that, you know, they actually kind of liked it, too, so. Um, Have they ever texted you back saying, like, hey, that thing, like, yes. you want to do, do it again? Well, yeah, like, I, a couple of people, like, were like, oh, my God, can we do that again? That was so fun. And I was just kind of like, man, I'm busy. <laughs> like, not, not because they weren't my cup of tea. This was like oh. a hookup situation. This wasn't like, you know, this is... Different. Can I ask the horny question? Have you ever yes. have you ever diapered someone that you were like you were already eyeing, like not on an ABDL level, but you were like I would love to put you in a diaper just to see that fantasy? Uh, I mean, outside of my partner, I'm trying to think. No, not yet, because I mean, I've been with my partner. First of all, I haven't been out very long. Like I was, I came out in like 2015, 16, and he was kind of the first person I was with so oh, wow okay you know so I, that, that's that's the only reason why like if I was single like for a long time like for sure I would Just be like the prowl yeah the, I, I, the people that I would I'd be like I have a couple friends in Palm Springs and I'm like dude the moment like you ever want to try this like I'm your guy right <laughs> like so uh but I guess to relay the question like back to I did it for my partner the first time, and he enjoyed it, and he liked it. He's kind of into water sports a little bit, so I knew that he would want to try it, right? He'd be okay with it. Yeah, There's like, a door there. He yeah, sneak it's in a gateway. It. And that's why, it, dude, if you're looking for someone who's going to at least be open to the DL side of things, and like this is a pro tip, I guess, for grinder from someone who's really not a pro at grinder. <laughs> if, if they're putting on their profile water sports, just th- that's a easy segue into diapers like for you. Because you can just like, dude, just get them to try it and see if they, if they like that. That's... Technically, not even my thing, right? But I just know I've talked to enough people in that space that they're willing to play ball a little bit, right? You play ball with them, they're gonna play ball with you. Yeah, and go down that pathway. <laughs> but wait, we need to go back for one second. Yeah, yeah, Cause, sorry. Because well, no, only because I didn't know that one. You just recently, not just recently, came out, yeah, but like freshly new. Mm-hmm. So that means when you wrote that email to your partner saying I'm ABDL, that wasn't just like, oh, hey, like you know, you're like my third partner that I've been with. I've yeah. gone through the whole lot. Like this was your first. Yeah, my first relationship, like, it was pretty quick after I, you know, I was a minister, just to give you some context, like, from age 19 to about 35, I was a minister in a very strict, conservative, religious group in the Church of Christ, just to be full transparency. And so I did that, and I was single, and, like, I did that whole life. I grew up in this church, and so I came out way later in life. I was 35 years old. I'm 43 now. So the whole journey of that is another, like, whole episode, right? But... I came out late in life, so I didn't have enough experience, like, doing diaper, ABDL, playing around, like, figuring... I mean, I was doing things when I was a minister, but then I would quickly, like, oh, oh yeah, I would pray about it, you know, yeah. it's like all this kind of stuff, so, uh, yeah, the the whole even just being out is relatively new for me, but I will say this, man, when I came out, the liberation of just, like, being yourself... Life got so much better, dude. Life is amazing now. Like it's, you know, if there's anybody that's struggling, whether it's ABDL, whether it's homosexuality, whatever, like in terms of your coming out, like life will immediately get better when you decide to do that. Um, and when you can just truly just be who you are, like you're just going to enjoy life so, so much more. And I know you know that already as I'm preaching to the choir. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a process and a journey there too, man, for sure. What was his reaction when you told him? So like okay, oh, so you no, sent the like, email, and what was his? Re- what did you respond with? Like great. Oh, okay. <laughs> like what did he say? He was really sweet. He was just like, yeah, I kind of knew. You know, I thought it was. Uh, I think it's really hot or whatever, and I'll gladly do it to you anytime you want. He was super supportive. Like he's actually been a diaper active. He went with me. Um, I think it was in July last uh-huh. we went to, or whenever it was. And he wears a diaper. Like he'll wear. He's, I mean, that's he's not like. He doesn't have a fetish for them, but he wears them. And, and like, he buys his own now. He takes road trips. Like, dude, he he was coming back. He went to see his, like, brother-in-law or something in Utah, and he stopped by Changing Times in Las Vegas because he went there with me. And he he buys his own for his road trips now because he likes wearing them because it's just practical. Practical. Like, why do I want to stop at a gas station? I just drive all the way through, especially if you're driving a long way. There you go. So for all those listeners that have partners (laughs) that aren't – 
not AVDL, just convince them it's just a practical device. Yeah. And let me, I have to, I have to say this because I think this is probably the most, you know, thing that I want to get across to people through your platform. And thank you for having me. Like, um, dude, if 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 you're looking for a relationship, I don't care, straight, gay, it doesn't matter. And you're an ABDL, and your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, is not accepting or tolerant of your ABDL side in any capacity. Like my personal advice would be to say, would be just be like to end the relationship. And I, I know that may sound like kind of cold, not like immediately. Obviously, work through the process. I'm not saying break it with them immediately. Right. Talk it out. But if they're just like, if they're giving you an ultimatum of saying, you know, no diapers ever, shaming you about it, dude, there are plenty of fish in the sea find someone else because they're not for you because that's that's going to in no way shape or form help you become the person that you want to be and that's going to put you back in the closet put you back shaming yourself put you looking at this very important element of your life and through a lens of like oh i should feel bad about it because this person that i love the most in the world is shaming me for it so i know that's a hard like thing but just trust me it's it'll save you a lot of heartache i get people dm me all the time asking what should i do i was like yeah Sit down, talk to them, communicate. You know, and Is there if they, any compromises that could be made, exactly. Like try to figure it out. But if they're just hard and fat, and that could be for anything. Like if if someone that you love in your life, you're in a relationship, is denying you a harmless pleasure, like because it, it's just not going to work. Like yeah. you know, and I don't mean that like you can't be happy with them ultimately, maybe, but you're just really going to be giving up a beautiful big part of your life, and you're going to be compromising on such a level that it's going to create animosity at some point and it's just going to you're going to be fighting about it in the future. It's going to always be kind of the thorn in the flesh of your relationship because trust me, ABDL desires ain't going nowhere. I've been the bitch purge cycle. You're going to go through all that. So you're just going to be constantly uh-huh. repressing yourself for as long as you're with that individual. So if, you know, I would just say keep looking, keep searching. There's plenty of people out there that are into this you know, that or they're at least open-minded enough to, like, allow you. And I'll just say, like, my current partner, he doesn't, like, even though I love AB stuff, he doesn't, like, babysit me or coddle me or, like, we don't, that's just not really in his wheelhouse. Right. Fully supported. I can run around the house in a diaper. He wears diapers. But that's just not, like, our vibe or not right. his makeup. Yeah. He's not as, like, loquacious as I am. He's much quieter. So he doesn't have that sort of energy, right? And that's okay, but I, he still lets me be me. That's so important. you just kind of have to go through it through that lens too. Like as long as they let you do you and not try to repress you, and it could be about anything. It doesn't have to be necessarily about diapers or whatever. Do you feel like so? For me, I kind of feel like since I've now started feeling more confident wearing a diaper, there's mm-hmm. now like that need. Like okay, I want it to like permeate throughout the life. Do you feel like it permeates? Do you feel like the your body transformation, your being more confident in yourself, is, is it all connected? Yeah, for sure. So, let's see. I was, you know, I was always an athlete. I grew up playing basketball. Like, I got a scholarship to play basketball. I put on, I have degenerative disc disease, and I think I was around 30 years old when it got really bad. And I, I quickly snowballed from my size now to about 250 pounds at least, which is like 80 pounds, probably more than I weigh right now. So, because I couldn't stand up, I was supposed to have a spinal fusion, right? And I was like 31 years old, and they're telling me you need to have this surgery. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, I know how to get in shape. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to, you know, will myself back in shape. And without going too much into that, I did. And so I remember, like, how people treated me before I got heavy. I mean, And I for sure remember how people treated me when I was, like, 80 to 100 pounds overweight. And it's a vast, a big difference. And so when you lose all the weight, you get back in shape, it does give you a lot of confidence in yourself and your ability because the whole process of doing that, it's like you control your body. You have to put in so much work. You have to control what you eat. You have to be so disciplined. You have to be so consistent for so long. And it's like when you're successful in that, how you do anything is how you do everything. And it gives you confidence. Like there's not a person alive that's ever gotten into really good shape that doesn't get a sense of confidence because of all just the work and effort and discipline that it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does give you a sense of confidence. And that's why I try to recommend for ABDLs to you know, get into physical fitness, not just because of how you look, but just because of how it makes you feel and the just energy. the routines of it. Yes. And the different kind of... Not rules. Rules is a bad term, but kind of like the different benchmarks that, like, right? Like when you have a regimen, when you have 
uh, regimens that you follow, it kind of puts some order in your life where it could be kind of chaotic. So I, I do certified personal training for a living. I have my own business doing that. And I, I work with clients day in and day out. And like the amount of success stories that I have that are beyond the, oh, I lost, you know, three inches off my waistline and 10, like it's internal. Like most people, we start look, working out quite frankly to look better naked, right? That's why everybody wants to start. But the more in shape you get, the more consistent you are with the training, the more you realize that it's not about how you look on the outside, it's about what it does to on the inside. inside. Like the fortitude, the strength, the courage, like that it gives you, you know, and the authenticity that it gives you to become yourself because it, it's, dude, it's so empowering. Um, and so when I train people, I don't try to get them to, obviously you want to have like physical goals for them to aspire towards, but you want to focus just as much on the inside and the mental space of physical fitness and what it'll do for you as how much weight you're lifting or how much cardio you're doing or your diet or whatever too, because that's the true lasting, more purposeful thing of physical fitness. Um, yeah, but I could talk forever about that. Like that's a whole like that's kind of my life, right? Um, Not with the client, but do you work out diaper? No, I, the only reason I don't is like it's just I don't think it's as comfortable when you're doing like squats. I mean, I have. Don't get me wrong, I have. But usually, but it's not your like. I need to. I need to work out diaper. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I train pretty intensely when I do lift weights, and I usually like do cardio like right afterwards. So the thought of like a diaper that's now wet and sweaty, and me running on a treadmill or excuse me, like walking four miles and just, that's probably going to lead to diaper rash. So it's more just a practicality of it. But that's such a hot fantasy and for uh, so many people. I know. Like a lot of people like it. Hey, if you like it, do it. That's not you your know? fantasy. No, not really. Of course, you know, the gym I work at, you know, I, I try to like not, I'm always trying to be professional. Right. So I don't want to be like exposing my kink where I work in the sense of like, like anybody wouldn't want to do that. Um, even though you can cover up, dude. Nobody ever knows your diaper. It's, the amount of DMs I have, people asking me like, or saying like, I wore a diaper out in public today. And I was like, like under your clothes or just out in a diaper? And they're like, oh, under my clothes. And I'm like, okay, good for you. I know it's a step for you. Dude, no one knows. No one's looked, like most people aren't looking at someone and being like, are they wearing a diaper? Yeah, no the, one thinks it's that. The fam- but, it's the famous. It's in your head. Well, it's the famous phrase from the hosts that do uh, love and brief. No one is listening uh, to the crinkle of your pants. That's a good quote. I lo- that's a good podcast, too. Um, Shout out, love and brief. Dang. You don't have any, like, diaper himbo fantasies? Not really. I mean, no, like... what's your diaper fantasy? Now I just want to ask you horny questions. <laughs> I'm joking. No, what's your fantasy? Now, uh, that, now that you've... Now, like that a, you, now that you have all this dude, confidence oh, no, in your like, diapers, I, I, what is I, your I, diaper Okay, here's, here's a kind of a diaper himbo. Like, I love the idea of someone who's, like, super alpha, like, someone even like an Arnold Schwarzenegger who's just, like, oh, okay. steroided out bodybuilder, big, tough, alpha, you know, all that, right? And then, like, they come across someone... Who's like a giant who can over who's bigger, stronger, even bigger, right, 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 and like okay. and they and they overpower them, make them their baby, like the whole fantasy of like them diapering them and just being like, come here, little man, like the idea of that juxtaposition of size and strength for someone who's because there's always somebody bigger, right? There's uh-huh. always somebody like that's stronger, whatever. Uh, I, I love the idea of that, but you know, and I think the ultimate fantasy for me is like, dude, I want like that to kind of happen to me. If there's any like. Seven feet tall, daddy's out there. That like one like if you come by Palm Springs. If you come to Palm Springs, then you want to like get kinky. Like that's a fun fantasy that I think tumbles through my mind a lot. But I mean, like the most cliche ones that are, you know, if if you know if I had like a a crib and a nursery and a whole like like a whole room like a play space and if you had you know I I could go that route too. I, I don't think I would want to do that 24 seven personally, you know, and I actually wanted to pose this on Twitter, a question of like, if you could take like a pill that would turn, that would shrink you down into the size of an infant and someone's going to be your caregiver. Oh, you would, would you, you keep, do it? Yeah. You would keep all your adult cognition, right? You're just size of what, baby. Yeah. You're just size of a baby. And you, you, the person you trust most in the world that your partner is going to take care of you. So you're going to be able to live out the van, baby fantasy and you're going to stay as an adult brain or whatever, right? Um, would you take the pill because because it, it's eliminating right the choice you get to go into the space? And I thought about that. And I was like, dude, I don't know what I would do, right? Like, because the thought of that is hot to me and the idea of it. But but for hot for how long? I know. Like, is there no turning back? It, there's no <laughs> right. I mean, like you're you're forever like two feet tall or whatever, and you know. But I don't know. 
I probably would take it just to still fuck it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe. I, I might. I might. I might. Like. I'm going to say no. Here's why I'll say no. So I'm 5'4". Okay. If you if anyone ever meets me in real <laughs> life or for the people that have met me in real life, the answer the the phrase is always the same. I always imagined you taller. Yeah. I always get that 100 yeah. percent of the time, which I think is funny because I'm like, D- do I just sound tall or because <laughs> I, I feel because <laughs> I feel like my pictures make me look kind of short, but okay. Um, I'm always been the short. I've always been the shortest person in the room. I've okay. always been like the shortest, smallest. Yeah, it's a different perspective for you for sure. So the idea of getting smaller yeah. <laughs> is such a. I like the idea of like if it was a pill that was like you no longer have. This sounds horrible. But if this, but the, if you no longer have choice, yeah. and it's someone else is making all the decisions for you, yeah. I would take that pill. Yeah, I'd like to say the same size. No, that's because that, the thing of like, like we're talking about how diapers can be moody. Like the idea, I think it's hot. The idea of, you know, because I choose currently. Obviously, I'm an adult. I choose when I put a diaper on or when it's put on me. But the idea of someone like, no matter what your mood is as an adult, like, no, you're going to get put in a diaper because that's it's not even optional, right? And you can't physically do anything to stop this giant caretaker. So it's. The, the idea of that will always be hot for me. And so taking that pill would enable that to always play out no matter what. Because even, you know, getting diapered against your will by someone who loves you, right? Like in the sense of like, it's your caregiver, you signed up for this. Okay, let's preface it with that. Like, that's so like, still kind of hot. And I think, I'm glad we brought this up because one of the, as ABDL gets more and more popular, more and more exposure, like one of the big points is like the humiliation of it and like mm-hmm. being in a, and so if you know it's weird because at diaper active which is freaking awesome and everyone should go and you're in a room with all these people you're meeting for the first time and there's like a hundred plus people just in diapers and it takes away that like in your head the taboo space of like the humiliating aspect of a diaper and being like and all that kind of stuff like it's important to still have that element to the fantasy right and like yeah. you know so I you know I still like the humiliation of diapers and like having to be put back in them. That's always going to be a thing. That's like sacred ground, and you don't want to keep it holy, right? You want to <laughs> make sure that like your fantasies are fantasies, but they can still come true from time to time. And that's why I say do all this in moderation. Like, mm-hmm. and you don't you know there's so much pressure it seems like online for people to wear twenty four seven, or there's like a lot of opinions about you know. I'll, and this is another one of the only things if you get from this podcast. I mean, people listening, it's like. Yes, the community is big and growing, but dude, diapers are your thing, okay? Newsy, they're yours. Diapers are my thing. It's an individual thing. Just because we're a community, nobody can tell me how to enjoy them or how I should feel in them. Even if they're like the most famous ABDL in the world or whatever, it's like this is your individual thing and keep it that way. And don't feel bad if you don't want to go 24-7 or if you don't like doing this and yours or this and that. If you like, No, it's just enjoy them and keep it your thing. Uh, because it's a very personal fetish at the end of the day, and so you don't want to, like, just do you. That's not the thing. 100%. Say say it for the people in the back. No, you're so right. How people do ABDL is so drastically different. Like, on the surface, it's the same, right? Like, to the general public, it probably all looks the same. But, like, meeting so many people and... Meeting so many people and just seeing how they do it, like... The stories that I've loved recently is knowing that um, River wearing 24-7, it's not always, he's not always in a diaper, but it's like, it's 24-7 enough for him. Right. Right? And last night I was talking, uh, Pup Max, we were at a bar in Palm Springs and we were kind of talking about, we were talking about how like for Locktober, do you participate in Locktober? Mm-hmm. No, you'll never get locked up. That's, see, that's another thing. Like, I get it, but it's just not my thing. It's not your thing. Yeah. So... Locktober, right? Like the fantasy is like you have to stay locked thirty days. God, that's well, hard. well, for me, it's like hot for like until day fifteen, yeah. and then it's just kind of annoying. Yeah. It, you're not even to me. I'm not even horny anymore. Right. I'm just kind of like you kind of pass that. This stage. is, but Max was telling me he was like, well, that's why you like do like he he has a whole pack, and so he has like tokens and stuff. And how, like, after certain days and after you've completed so many tasks, oh, you get to get that's off. that's kind of cool, actually. You get to get off. Yeah. And that keeps what I call, like, the engine running, yeah, right? Yeah, carrot in front of the horse. Right. In a way, right? Yeah. And that's like, dope. I would actually try it. Like, um, you know, that that's a that's a cool thing about, like, learning about different kinks and fetishes and stuff and just giving them a try. And it's 
it's like you can learn about your maybe you who knows I've never tried it maybe I freaking love it so maybe I should go get a cage <laughs> like I don't know like right now. <laughs> yeah I, well I get you know it's all related right like that's how you that's how you start finding your passion for your diapers and the passion and the getting rid of shame of it is once you figure out how you do it right I feel like yeah. for me I don't know there I've kind of noticed that the way I used to do ABDL which was like more baby stuff and like as I've kind of learn about myself I kind of feel like I'm truly starting become to become a middle yeah there's some moments where I'm like oh, I, should, I should really get rid of all these like baby things I kind of feel like shame toward them but it's not so much shame it's just like that understanding you outgrew it into you're right you've outgrown yeah, it like and I <laughs> and I think that I think for some people that scares people yeah. when they're doing a kink and they kind yeah. of have grown up a little right that's well, a really good point when you've grown up a little within a kink you're kind of like oh I guess I don't like I've grown past this or yeah. you're discovering like oh right I get this all the time I hated messing. I hate messing so much. And then they kind of like self-discover it and they kind of self-discover right. how it fits in with them, right? Even messing people do them differently. Again, that, that goes back to the whole process of, of life. Like you discover, as you age, and trust me, as I get older, like I start to see things from different perspectives and, you know, and you'll see your diapers in a different perspectives in your 20s, your 30s, and your 40s, right? So you just... You grow through new things. And I want to make sure that like people, you should know that like you're not always going to be gung-ho diapers all the time 24 7 like there's gonna be periods where you're like i don't there'll be times when i don't wear for like three weeks and then like i think about them every day i go on twitter every day and it's in my head but i don't like feel bad if i didn't wear a diaper that day and since i don't put that pressure on life is hard enough we put so much pressure on ourselves for the simplest little things just i just try to tell people just ease up you know you shouldn't feel bad if you're not in the mood to wear a diaper just like you shouldn't feel bad if you are in the mood to wear it you know it's like just enjoy it when you have the chance, just like the key lime pie. Whenever it's in front of you, enjoy it. And that's what I tell my clients. I was like, don't eat pie every day, like moderation. But when you want to, you go eat ahead. The pie. So I, same thing with, with kink stuff. I think you should do it in moderation and be careful. Because at the end of the day, you, it's the adult part of it. Like you still have to make a living and a job and have to have a career. And you have to like be in relationships and do all these adult things. So you want to make sure that you're... Always balancing in a safe space in every regard, in every level, whether it's A, B, D, L, in any level of kink, I think. That's just my opinion on that. Before I get to the last question, can I yeah. ask the horny question? Yeah. Are you a messy messer? No, I don't, dude. And like, uh, no. I mean, I have. Oh, by the way, like the one time I've actually had, I guess you asked this, I'm going to tell. Like, I had to wear, I had to go buy diapers I had a hemorrhoidectomy. I can't believe I'm telling this story. <laughs> this was like eight years ago. And so like long story short, I had to buy them for that need. So I've involuntarily was messing them because of that. And it was like, oh, well, thank God I like wearing diapers. This is like right up my alley. See, practical. Yeah, it's practical. So I was using them for their intended non-sexual like purpose that day or whatever. Um, but messing is just not really for me. Uh, not that I don't, I've enjoyed it the times I've done it. But like, dude, and I want to say this, and it's like, and it's no offense to anyone out there. Like, if you ever find that I've not blocked you, but muted you, I don't know if you can find that. I don't, it's like, because sometimes I'll like look at Twitter when I'm eating breakfast and there'll be people that will just like post their open, messy diapers while I'm eating. And it's kind of like, I'm just like, dude, I didn't see that coming. I'm just trying to eat my pancakes. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's like, but that's just, it's just not my, my thing. Right. But I know a lot of people are into it. Uh, you but, telling me you're eating breakfast, just scrolling oh, Twitter, dude. looking at diaper that, That's my own fault, though, because if you're scrolling Twitter at breakfast, you're going to see say. more than just, like, there's all kind of shit that's going to show up unintended. <laughs> no, it's like, you just, I don't know. Like, messing is not my thing. Yes, I've tried it. Um, but I, I usually just sweat them. But that's just an, that's, that's another, like, there's so many layers. That's what I love about this fetish is there's so many layers to it. Like whether you're even just a DL and like the things you like to do in your diapers and the creative ways that people like do the, like the oatmeal and marshmallows and all these kind of things, man. Like there's so much nuance to this, which is why it gets back to the point you should be excited about it. Dude, get creative with your diapers. Like have fun with it. Like the more fun you have with it, it just takes away all that anxiety and shame. Like, and the quote I heard, and I think I've tweeted this before, is shame, it hides in the shadows. And the more you just hide in the shadows, that's where shame stays. And if you just stay there and stay there and stay there, it's just going to build and build and build and it's going to eat you away. And uh, 
bring it to the light. I don't mean like just announce to everyone on your you know vanilla Facebook page that you like wearing diapers. I mean just like when the time comes for your loved ones and partners, you just confidently, yeah, I like it. And hey, point to my profile on Twitter if you want. Hey, there's this guy. You know, he's a trainer. He's lives in Palm Springs. Like. It's not just me. There's thousands, dude. There's thousands. There's millions of us at this yeah. point. Millions of us across the world. So it's not like you're just this lonely little boy in East Texas, like I was by yourself. Like, dude, there's an army of diaper wearers. That there's a free. We are an army of people. So I think with so many different flavors, so many different flavors, man. And like whoever, you, whether you're explaining it to your parents or your loved, whoever, dude, just go through Twitter. Be like, yeah, all this. I'm just going to keep scrolling. You just look. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Look at it. So, exactly. Yeah, look at it. Look at all the diaper wearing. The diaper clad man. You know, it's like, dude, and I, I take confidence in that. That's a confidence builder, dude. Like, when you see that, yeah, you're not the only one. So. That's such a good quote. Let's end on that. What was the quote again for all those? Shame hides in the shadows, that one? Yeah. Yeah. So, come out of the shadows. Come out of the darkness and into the light. That's what we'll leave it on. Put, put your diapers on. Put your diapers on. And then the then then the point I want to say just because I was talking to uh, I was talking to Don last night and we were talking about how different people do pup play and he had a good quote about that he's like there's no wrong way to do pup play unless you say moo <laughs> and it's the same thing with diapers I feel like the quote could be there's no wrong way to do diapers unless you piss your pants that's true I like it I like, that's creative I think I know who you're talking about by the way we'll just so <laughs> shout out to Don. Um, thank you, Baby Foo Foo, for coming to Newsy's Nook and spreading your wisdom on getting rid of shame and loving your diapers. Thank you, man. This was awesome. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Yay. You're dope. <laughs> Yay. <laughs>